1: Made in America based outside of Nashville, Tennessee.
2: BioNano Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter of the weight of sealed lead-acid batteries, provide over two thousand to three thousand charge cycles, and a ten-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioNanoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com. Or Contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and
0: bad. Welcome to the final cast.
2: Yo, welcome back to the final cast. Trash Panda, aka Josh. Here with the big kahuna himself, Brian the Killer Schiller. What up, Brian?
1: How you doing, man?
2: I'm good. How about you?
1: I don't know. I just got serenaded by that Bioeno power commercial.
2: It's like a Coldplay song, man.
1: I remember when I edited that, I was like, this is so perfect. Like, (laughs) Josh has got that perfect advertising radio voice. I love it. I love it.
2: It's it's the, uh, the gentle light piano in the background i just feel like i'm at a coldplay concert and you know <laughs> well
1: i remember when i asked you to uh do the voiceover you were like i don't know man i don't know I-, I ain't gonna be no good at that and then i was editing it and i was like dude this sounds pretty sweet this came out good i was like proud of myself that i made it sound that good it did come
2: out good and here's what was a shocker i only did that in two takes
1: yeah i read yeah.
2: It the whole thing in one one take. The first time I did it, I messed up like, I don't know, three sentences in. And then I was like, oh, this is going to take me forever. And I did the second one and I listened to it. I'm like, dude, I, I got it. Cool. Here, <laughs> here you go. Let me know if you need me to redo it. So,
1: No, it worked out great, man.
2: But uh, welcome to the final cast again, man. It's been a little, a little bit of time since we had you on. I came and remember the last time uh, we had you uh... too.
1: I think it was like a Douglas Rods one, maybe, or something yeah. like that. I yeah, don't, they, I don't really you remember. you and
2: Brad do it together? Me, you, and Brad?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, I'm like, I, I forget. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all these <laughs> podcasts I do, dude. It's crazy.
2: We're on, what, season 26, episode yeah. 1065.
1: It's uh, season four. in. Uh, so this will air Thursday, which means... The Monday after this airs, it'll be the six hundredth episode for Paddle and Finn. Nice. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, three dude. three years, six hundred episodes. Our birthdays that week too. We're gonna have a yeah. big, big, big birthday episode live. You guys will want to tune in. Yeah, Get that's good.
2: Will that be this coming Monday?
1: Yeah, okay. from Today's when this day. when this releases, it'll be this coming Monday. Yep. Uh, we'll go live at like 7 Central eight Eastern. Uh, we'll have some stuff to give away uh, from some of the companies we all work with and uh, uh, we got some paddle and fin t-shirts from the trail series we could throw out there stuff like that. so so what's the date? Uh, see I knew you were gonna a spot like this because
2: this is gonna air after this coming Monday.
1: Yeah, no, it'll, yeah, it's the 21st.
2: Oh, okay, the 21st. Yep. So then, yeah, yeah the Monday after this airs, which we yep. will air this on June 17th, and then, um okay, so the 21st, you guys, tune in, we'll go live, right? We're doing it live?
1: Yep, yep, we're doing it live. We'll have a list of guests to um, join us, you know, previous guests that have been on the podcast. We're going to try to get a variety in there. Yeah. Um, you may see an epic return of the Godfather Uh-oh. once again. Yeah. Uh-oh. So uh, I think he's in. I think he's in. So he nice. uh, may come join me and Jay at the studio and uh, uh, sit in on the podcast, man. It's pretty cool.
2: That's cool, man. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good time. Our uh, live shows when we have a lot of people involved are always funny.
1: They're always yeah. Fun. Yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. When you get a bunch of us like kayak fishing junkies all together in one broadcast, it gets pretty rowdy. I think the last time that happened was like a uh, like an after hours or something like that.
2: Yeah, people been asking us to bring that back, but
1: yeah, we we got it, it, man. We got it. Might
2: have to be like one that we just do, and we're like, yeah, we're not sending that out. Like,
1: yeah. There, there's been times where like we're like yeah we definitely got to edit this and clean it up a little bit but uh, we'll we'll get one or two maybe three or four in this year for sure yeah I think it it's it's a special thing we'll just do it every now and then man yeah
2: well I invited Brian to talk about the new canoe unlimited um, we've been seeing a couple boats lately that got released like the Hobie Lynx. Um, what else was there? Uh, we got the new canoe unlimited. Um, we just recently, I mean, this was kind of released last year towards the end of the year, but we had the uh, the uh, old town boats that were kind of new. And um, so I wanted to ask Brian to get some some of his viewpoint on this boat because you've now spent some time with it. And I think it's a, I was really excited to see that when I saw that kayak. Um, it's a, it's a badass boat, dude. It's uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff, a lot of good thought out things to it. We know how awesome new coo- new canoe is with the uh, bow mounted trolling motors on it. They were kind of like the ones that I don't want to say started, but they kind of did, you know, there were, I think it the first time I kind of saw somebody doing that was on the new canoe. Um, but yeah, what's been your opinion so far, Brian, you like it?
1: Oh dude, I love it, man. Um, I got mine. I think it was beginning of April, um, and I've mostly been fishing out of shop boats lately. And this was like the first boat that was actually going to be mine in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of I kind of went all out rigging it up. Um, kind of thought it out. I heard that the boat was coming. I think it was back in November or December, maybe. Um, And part of the reason why I knew about it before a lot of people did was um, they had released it to the dealers saying, hey, we're going to come out with a new boat, get your orders in, uh, so on and so forth. Um, So I kind of got a sneak peek at it back then. And when I saw it, I wasn't like, the pictures weren't that great of it. It was just like overhead shot and like some side profile shots. And I like, at first I was like, yeah, it's just another, another new canoe. And then like, I really started looking at it. And what's interesting is, you know, one thing I have to give to new canoe, um, Blake Young, owner of new canoe, uh, which I can get him on the show for you guys great dude but what's cool is new canoe is such a small company like blake is new canoe right like whereas you know big adventures there's a few people involved that's bonafide native jackson is basically owned by a bunch of people now um old town is part of a big corporation of boats hobie's a big entity Um, So New Canoe is a relatively small company. And one thing I can say about Blake Young is he listens um, and he takes it to heart. Um, So a lot of the feedback that he's gotten over the years, you can tell those things. The issues that guys said they did not like about the Frontier 12, the Pursuit, whatever um those are like the most two common tournament boats that are you know kayak fishing boats that they sell um geared towards like the big bass fishermen right yeah and you could tell he listened to all the feedback he got and they incorporated that into this new boat um examples um frontier 12 and the pursuit didn't have enough scupper holes uh drainage on it wasn't that great. Um wiring, like access to, to the hull to wire the boats, there wasn't a ton of options on that. Um the new seats, obviously, which came out before the boat was released. Um, last year I was in an old seat. This year I'm in the new seat, which dude, I tell you what, that is pretty slick. Um the handles, the handles is a big thing. Um, a lot of guys complained about the flex in the Frontier 12 on the deck. Um, I know that issue has been resolved, um, but the deck is pretty damn solid on it. Stability is just as good as the Frontier 12. Um i know a lot of uh, a lot of folks like look at the unlimited and they're like oh it's just an f12 on steroids i can see that claim but it they're kind of two separate boats yeah um so you know with all that being said right like i got the boat um you know i i've obviously been fishing out of it but i'm also going to use it for duck hunting this fall um which is super fun. I got into that last year. I did that out of the pursuit. And when I did that, I just felt like, like the pursuit wasn't stable isn't enough, but it was fast as all get out, whether you were paddling or had a motor on it or whatever. Like you saw a lot of guys in, in the pursuit. Um, the unlimited is a lot faster than the F 12. It is slower than the pursuit. Um, but the stability is nuts, man. Like one thing I've noticed um, just from fishing out of it is like I'm standing up a lot, but I'm like turning in the boat, fishing off the side. So like I'm getting that like 360, you know, casting range instead of like having to reposition the boat. Like I'm a big dude. I didn't feel super comfortable. Like standing in the pursuit i mean i would it wasn't bad by all means um but just I just, when you're standing
2: straight and you want to make a turn you're kind of like yeah. some of those kayaks you're like you go to shift your body weight yeah face sideways and you're like it just feels like it wants to start moving on you
1: yeah exactly exactly whereas like the unlimited dude it's it's solid man it's uh you know like everybody knows i used to fish out of the uh, the blue sky, which obviously stability was ridiculous. And that's what it reminds me a lot of is fishing out of that because I could stand on the deck and just kind of move around. But I, I got a lot more room to move around now compared to the blue sky because that pedal drive unit was in the way, yeah. you know, so that was kind of hindering, um, like moving, moving around on the deck. Like I can walk up to the nose of the boat if I want, like I've, I've kind of been playing around with that, um, I'm actually this weekend, um, that we're recording this, uh, shooting a video of like a walkthrough of the boat, how I rigged it up, have some on the water shots and stuff. Um, and we'll re release that on, uh, both waypoint TV and the YouTube channel. Um, but super stable. I haven't really paddled it much. Um, But what's also cool is, you know, everybody knows about the pivot drive. They came out with the pivot drive. And what they did is they, um, the way the pivot drive mounts to the back of the new canoes, there's like a quick disconnect bracket back there. Um, And they designed a bracket that is pretty much the same as that. But I have um, like a tiller style trolling motor that I converted. I took the head off. The head sits up next to me. And, um, that quick disconnect bracket is pretty sweet. I got that too, uh, Mm -hmm. for my 50 pound thrust trolling motor. Um, the steering's nice and solid on it. Um, so that's super cool. Um, I get roughly like four miles an hour. Um, if I got it loaded down a little bit, it doesn't really slow down. Um, But I'm looking at maybe doing a Torquedo because Mr. Randall got a Torquedo and he put it on his F-12 and he's getting like five miles an hour, which is crazy in that boat. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. So I would assume I'd get about the same, maybe a little more, maybe five and a half, six. So I've been considering that. But, you know, for right now, I'm I'm fine with the 50-pound thrust. Um, but what they did for access for wiring, so you mentioned bow mounts. They got the bow mount plate so you can mount the, the XI3 or whatever, you know, bow mount trolling motor you want on the front. Now, before, on the other models, that plate didn't have, like, a handle in it. So, you kind of had to, like, grab it goofy. Yeah. So, what they did is they cut uh, – they made it slightly longer and cut an oval in it so your hand could fit in it. And you got a front front handle after you take your trolling motor off or you're wheeling it down to the ramp, put your, you know, quick mount uh, motor on the, on the bow, um, which was – Definitely sweet. The side handles are the same as the side handles on the flint. So it's like that taco clip paddle holder. Um, so the side handles are super nice. Whereas like on the Frontier 12, I think the Pursuit is the same way. can't remember off the top of my head where it was like, uh, like a strap with a rubber handle on it. It's yeah. kind of chintzy, you know. Um, so it's got the nice solid handles on the side. But what they did is they put um, what they're calling access plates, um, one in the nose, one on each side of the boat, and then there's like uh, one of the round um, tank well ports that kind of spins open. It's got the lid that pulls out so you could wire in the back. Yeah. Um, So what they do is they actually mold the boat. So underneath those removable panels – It's actually solid plastic. So if you're never gonna rig your boat, you don't have an open hole there, Um, but the plates have a really nice um, foam gasket that mounts between the plate and the actual hull of the boat. Um, I was a little skeptical about that. I was like, man, is water gonna get through this? And I've been out in rain and no issues. I've driven on the road in a downpour with the boat on the trailer no water in the hall. I've had zero water in my hall. Um, But what you do is you take that plate off and you could cut out the plastic that's underneath there. And you could either drill like a small hole to run wires through, or you can cut the whole port open. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of cool. So I actually have all three of mine pretty much cut open in the, in the nose of the boat. um, I think I just have a small hole because I put, led uh red and green um nav lights on the front Mm -hmm. and i had to get to those wires after i got them in the hall to wire them up to run it to the back of the boat actually no i cut that whole port open so i think most of mine are all open um so now you have access to pretty much wire from front to back um for for anything you want you know um which is pretty sweet like I got the LED strip lights on the front for the nav. I got some supernova LED strip lights underneath my seat, and they come out a little past that. So, like, I could rig up early in the morning if the sun's not up or late at night. Um, They're blue LED strip lights they are pretty cool. It looks gnarly. I think I got a picture of that on my Instagram. If you guys want to check it out, it's at b.chiller.com. Underscore, um, or my Facebook page. Um, so I rigged that up. Um, the way I rigged my trolling motor up, it plugs in in the back. Uh, I put a, a like a trolling motor port right right inside the back, and then I have that come up to the access plate, and I plug the head of the trolling motor on in on the right side, um, which is really cool. And then I got the head right there and two wires coming off the head to hook to my battery, which is right behind my seat. Um, that's one thing, too, is that rear tank well is so huge, like, for storage. Like, literally, like, I could fit – everybody knows I run a Yak gadget crate. I could fit two of those back there, dude. Yeah. The XLs. One thing I will say where I think they kind of messed up is – there's two built-in rod holders in the back, but they're too far back in the boat. Okay. Uh, if I was going to make a gripe, like, that's what it would be. Um,
2: that's saying something because you, you're a pretty tall dude. You got yeah. long arms, and if you're having trouble reaching back there.
1: They, like, I, I haven't put rods in there. Um, sometimes I'll put my paddle broke down. I'll put one one piece on each side just to have it on me in case like something happens with the motor. Most of the time I put it in the taco clip on the handle, mm-hmm. but it is pretty far, dude. Like you'd have to like stand up and reach back there. Like you can't just like turn and reach it from the seat. It's pretty back there because of where you have to have your seat to have it balanced, like the trolling motor or the trolling motor and the battery and everything. Um, you got to have your seat kind of up a little forward, but that's what gives you so much room in the back. Yeah. Um, So if I was going to make one gripe, like that would probably be it. Um, The one thing like I don't like, uh, the one thing I didn't mention is the rear handle, which is sweet, dude. Um, It's an aluminum bar and it'll fold down into the boat and it kind of locks in the down position. And then you could fold it up when you're having to carry it. Whereas before it was like this string with like a plastic cheap handle and it would always sway, you know, like if you had weight in the boat, like you couldn't keep it solid. So like this solid bar, um, it's connected to two plates that mount on each side of the back end of the boat. It's super solid and it's nice that it could fold down and be out of the way and then pop it up when you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, the front handle normally is the same as on all the other boats, um, but they did make that adjustment for um, if you put the the bow mount motor plate on, it's got a handle in it, whereas before it was just, like, that piece of starboard and you kind of have to put your hand under it yeah. and lift the boat to, like, wheel it or, or lift it into the back of the truck or whatever it may be. Um, so that's kind of nice. Um, I did get the full deck pad kit, which is slick too. I, I posted a video, like a short clip video on my Instagram and Facebook as well of that. And what was cool is, um, like I thought it would just be like the actual deck of the boat, but there's actual pads that go up on the, on the gunnel walls too, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, it's got the two built in. Cup holders, as well, one on each side of the seat. But if you have the steering handle for, um, you know, the the motor, motor mount, or uh, the pivot drive, like that handles kind of in the way of that one because it mounts right there, yeah. Um, and that's set from the factory because there's uh, threaded inserts built into the boat straight from the factory. For, for the mounting of the steering handle. Um but it's not not a game killer, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the one big difference between the unlimited and the frontier 12 is the frontier 12s had a front hatch, whereas the unlimited doesn't. But what they did come out with uh is what they call the gear pod. And I have that and I love it. Um it's two thumb screws in the side rails. Uh, one on each side in the front, mm-hmm. and it's a big, basically, front hatch, you know, like yeah. storage hatch, um, and it's removable. They put built-in handles both on the underneath so you could, like, carry it straight out in front of you, or there's a handle on the one side so you could just carry it from the handle. Like, it depends how much weight you got in there. Um, but what I did do is I put my BioNO Power 30 amp hour battery in there, and I did a yak power cord going through the side with uh, a yak attack uh, wire hull kit. Yeah, through 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 the yep. Yeah. And then I put a port, a uh, yak power port, up front. So I can just leave my battery in the hatch, and I can disconnect that if I want to take, you know, the, the gear pod out. And then say I I want the gear pod out, but I still need my 30 amp hour battery. I wired another port into that side panel on my right side where my trolling motor plugs in too. And then uh, that gear pod's also got a track on it, uh, which is super cool. And um, it's got a track, the hatch, and the handle. Uh, One thing about the... Unlimited tracks is um, they're drop-in tracks. So that space is a little wider. So you don't have to slide like your T-bolt in for whatever your mountain from one end to wherever. Yeah. You can just tilt it on an angle and then prop it back and it drops right into the track.
2: That's nice because that's that gets to be a pain sometimes when you get something set up and you're like, oh, yeah. I need to switch this out, Dude. but I got to take two items off or whatever
1: i was really skeptical about it um when i first heard about it i'm like man is there going to be issues with like those track bolts popping out because that space is too wide and i have yet to have that issue um like you like so my fish finder mount i got a yak attack fish fish finder mount and it's got the um what is the their term for that? Like the quick release? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mount, system, the lock lock and load system, lock and load system. So when you go to put the base in, you you really have to loosen the base, so that way you get enough space between the actual base and the bottom of the T bolt. Yeah. So you could you know tilt it in, but once you tighten that up, man, it's solid. It's yeah. solid. Um. So that's super cool too. That's something new. Um, I know the big question from, like, a lot of new canoe folks is, will the tracks be available to upgrade their old boats? The answer is yes. However, it's going to take some time because things are so crazy right now. Like, they can't get the tracks in fast enough um, to allow that because they have to keep up with the production that they have right now. Um, but those will be available, um, in all the tracks on all the Unlimiteds are that way. I don't think the other boats are converted over yet, but there has been talk that all the other models will have that top load track. It's um, nice
2: too, man. Like talking about the tracks, the amount of track there is gear tracking <laughs> that's in that boat is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought it was crazy when Jackson came out with the Kilroy and the U-Pick. And, you know, they had tracking all the way down the center of it, all the yeah. way down the sides. And here comes new canoe. Like, well, we're going to put two yeah. links of the boat down the yeah. sides. And
1: like, well, it's, and that's that's pretty much how all their boats have been. So, like, on the Frontier 12, um, and you can do this on the Unlimited, too. Like, you could put two seats in it and space them up. You know, so you go tandem, which is cool. Like, you know, it's funny, man. Like, you know, working at Rocktown. Oh, that was the last pot time I was on the pod here, man, with you guys was when we talked about Rocktown. Yeah. Um, you called me the janitor, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, but uh but um we get a lot of folks that come into Rocktown that are like I'm looking we, for a boat. Hold on. Wait, didn't you get fired? Yeah, yeah. You weren't that's cleaning what I, the
2: floors good enough?
1: That's what I keep telling Travis. No, they gave me the summer off, <laughs> um, which is great. I'm totally happy with that. Um, we get a lot of customers that come into the shop and they're like, I want a boat that I could take out myself, but from time to time, I want to be able to like take my my son or my daughter or my wife with me and like, I've always gone straight to the frontier 12 with them because like, that's one of their designs. Now you can do that within the the unlimited. I know you've been doing that a bunch with the Kilroy with your boys, which is super cool too. Uh, You pick uh, by Jackson. That's another option too, that, you know, you got that wide open deck where you could basically kind of do that. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen anybody doing it in the U-Pick, but I've always thought that since it came out. like,
2: Yeah, you have it has the ability to do it because it does have that gear track, and it's got yeah. the same style seat as the Kilroy. The only right. thing that makes that kind of a pain is the base of that seat. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's got yeah. that big plastic piece yeah. that the seat, and that takes up a ton of room. So the way I ended up doing it was just buying somebody, uh, I think I bought Justin's old uh, Coos HD seat, and bought two uh, vertical tie downs and that, and put uh, just strapped the seat down, dude. And it's got deck padding in there so it keeps it from sliding around and being like.
0: Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping, midwayusa.com. Obnoxiously loud. Both my kids are really little
2: still, so they both can actually sit in the seat together. They're getting a little too big. Last time I took them out, they didn't like sitting with each other. I don't know if that's just a brother thing. or
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a brother
2: thing. Well, they have both gotten a little taller. So since last year, you know, it was a little bit more uncomfortable with them. And then they both wanted to to ride around in Mike Grimsley's Hobie because he was letting them use the motor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, He's like, all right, Zach, go ahead and go. And Zach would pin it. Like, do you see (laughs) Mike almost fall out of the boat? That's awesome. That's awesome. It was cool. It was a cool weekend. They both got to catch their first bass. So
1: that's super cool, man. That's super cool.
2: But yeah, dude, like all that gear tracking, dude. I was like, that's awesome because it's got like two sets on each side of the gunnels. You know, you got the up uh, the yeah. ones that sit on top of the gunnel, and then you got the one that sits like almost what it's almost like another ledge, right? Like before yeah, you get that,
1: down to the deck. Well, so that that was one thing too that they changed up that a lot of guys complained about, like. Um, in the frontier twelve, in the pursuit, the gear track was down, like below the gunnel walls. Yeah. So if you wanted to mount like a um, like an over the side transducer or something like that, um, that would be over the edge of the boat, or even like like a like a torpedo throttle, you know, mm-hmm. like. Yak Gadget, shout out to Yak Gadget. You know, John came out with that bracket for those boats where it kind of goes up and sits over the side of the gunwale. Yeah. Um, so you could do stuff like that, um, which is huge, man. Like, that was such a a turnoff to me back in the day.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and not only that, but, like, you used to have to – undo all four thumb screws for the seat to take it off. Um, So like for me, like that sucked because of my trailer, you know, I I run that Yakima easy rider trailer and I always put my boat on the bottom unless like I was traveling with somebody like Jay or uh, Travis or somebody like that. Then I would move my boat to the top so I wouldn't have to take my seat off because I didn't have enough clearance with the seat down to fit under those crossbars. So what they did is they, um, with the new seats, they made a quick disconnect. Um, It's just like this plastic uh, plate almost that bolts to the bottom frame. And then new canoes known for having their 360 swivel seats, the bottom square of the swivel slides right into that plate. And then there's like a little plastic tab that keeps it from coming in and out. And then when you want to take it off, you just press that tab and slide it out. So now I can leave the lower um, part of my seat, uh, the main seat frame, attached and just, you know, quick release the, the actual seat itself. Mm-hmm. and throw it in the bed of the pickup or the back of the Suburban. So that's super cool too. That's something that's kind of new. I mean, it's been out for a little bit, um, but that was super huge. Um, I don't have it yet, but like they have a riser kit for your seat. But one thing I will say with that unlimited, you sit up high, man. It's mm-hmm. like, I've always been a fan of the high seats. Like that was one of the reasons why I went in the blue sky. Um what dude? You're you know, six like, five, right? <laughs> I'm like six three, six four.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, like you. I, I used to laugh at seeing you in the bonafide and any other any kayak that you had to paddle. I always laughed at because I'm like, he's just too big for it, man. And that blue yeah. sky was yeah. like your dream because you're like, I can stretch my legs out. Yeah, dude. And,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's just it, right? Like, like I when I had my bonafide, I loved it because it was such a high seat. And and funny story is is when I went to um, demo my Bonafide I was set on the fact that I was going to buy a Pursuit. And I ended up in the Bonafide because I thought it was mo- it was more stable than the Pursuit. Yeah. Uh, looking back, I think I honestly just didn't give that Pursuit enough time during that demo. I jumped in the Bonafide twice, and I jumped in the New Canoe once. And I'll tell you, man, that Pursuit paddled way better than that Bonafide. Mm -hmm. Um, But the flip side of that was is the Bonafide had a higher seat. Yeah. The new Unlimited seat is higher than the Bonafide seat, I feel. Yeah. Um, I do have a kayak cushion on that, but, I mean, what's that? Raise you up. Maybe a half inch, if that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, probably, like, close to an inch thick, but when you're sitting, sitting it, you're compressing it. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like a half inch, you know. Um, so I love that aspect of it, you know, like that high seat because I can stand straight up, you know. Like, it's not, like, off, off, like, you have to have a pull strap to pull you up out of the seat or anything like that compared to, like, you know – when I would fish out of like a big rig or a KUSA or the LISCA, like I would have to utilize that strap sometimes just because I'm a tall dude, man, trying to pull a freaking oak tree up out of a low sitting seat, dude. Yeah, You need some leverage.
2: I I had to use it in my KUSA too. So like, it, and I'm only six foot tall. So I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. So, um, that's super nice too man like i love the aspect of that i'm like it's funny every time i get out in it like i'm like oh i kind of like this and i kind of like that dude like i think i can honestly say and this is in no way like being biased because i'm on the new canoe team um but like this is one of my favorite boats i've ever been in like by far Mm -hmm. um if I had to paddle it, it may be a slightly different story, but, like, you know. You,
2: you did say, though, that like, it because there was a lot of people, because that thing is, what, 40 inches wide?
1: Yeah, close it's, to it uh, or something? I'm going to get shot for this, but I think it's, like, 42 or 43, maybe, or 41. It's, it's insane 41. wide. If you haven't yeah.
2: seen it in person and you wait till you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this thing is a barge. Yeah. And yeah. It, it looks like. You know, like, it's something you never want to paddle. And you said that, if I remember correctly, like it paddles surprisingly well. It's not something you want to put miles on paddling, but if you need to, you're going to be surprised at how well it actually moves through the water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it paddles way better than what the Frontier 12 was. Yeah. J Randall on the house.
2: <laughs> oh, what's up, Dimples?
1: up oh, man <laughs> I so you. um yeah i mean definitely paddles better i mean it's not the greatest but you know it is what it is um but yeah
2: so let's talk about one thing that i kind of was i, I don't want to say weary of but i always thought it was kind of weird is the design of the deck right it's got like it's got that raised kind of platform where the scuppers are, like it sits deep down in there. And I was always afraid of like tripping around on that stuff. Like, cause I wear, I wear kind of a lot of times, especially when I'm on the river. And I, I tend to wear these actually when um, I'm paddling or even in a pedal driver warm, I have a pair of like kind of aggressive shoes. I have an aggressive tread design on them. And I was always afraid of like, kind of getting my shoe like wedged in there or kind of catching the edge have you ever had that issue
1: no i haven't had that issue and i've worn shoes and obviously now that it's warm i've been wearing sandals uh everybody knows i like to wear sandals and sunburn the crap out of my feet but uh and eat shit uh, on a uh, <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> um but uh so the reason why that is is drainage so yeah. the the unlimited has seven scupper holes in it And they did those big channels so that water would drain. And if you did have water coming up, like say you had two people in and you don't have scupper plugs in, you know, like there's like the native is infamous for it, man. Like you stand up in the native and there's water on your feet. Uh, Same thing with like the old town predator. I don't know if they've switched that design, but the older old town predator i've been in like it was the same thing you'd stand up and there was water on the deck so they did that so at least now that water is below the deck i mean it's it's on the deck but it's in those channels not on the actual surface that you stand on you know yeah which is awesome
2: because there's nothing worse where you're getting if especially if you're like on a river you're getting in and out of your boat you know and that's always been something that's annoyed me is like you know you're always going to get water in there and but if you're getting in and out a lot or whatever, you're hitting some waves and, you know, in a good yeah. long day, you're you're getting a good puddle in there. And, you know, you're sitting there trying to measure fish or whatever. And you're like...
1: So, you know, that was the thing going back like to what we started with, you know, like the Frontier 12 was infamous for like collecting water in the back, back of the boat. Yeah. Because um, it only had two scupper holes, you know, and they were back there in you know, part of that problem was like the deck would flex and it it didn't have those drainage channels to direct the water into those holes. Well, now you have direction into those holes. Like if you look at the inside of the hull or the top of the deck, right? From, From the bow, looking back, there's a slight pitch going to the center of the boat. And then same thing from the back of the boat, the stern, looking towards the bow, there's a pitch back there. So all that water is running straight to those scupper holes. Um, you know, like the one thing is, like, we almost we almost saw Jimmy Skinner do this uh, when we were on Kentucky Lake, me, Jay Randall, and Jimmy. Jimmy forgot to put his scupper plugs in his Frontier 12, and he was running his EPS motor, and water was coming up through there and filling up in the back of the boat, and he almost sunk it. With the unlimited, um, you don't have to have the scupper plugs in running a motor. Like, there's two scuppers where a little bit of water comes up, but it drains right away yeah. out of the others, you know, six scuppers or five scuppers that are still there. So, that's super cool. I do run two scupper plugs in those particular holes, and they're right underneath my seat, that's where like the most weight of the boat is. So it's pushing down the most there into the water. Um, and it's it's such a minimal amount of water. I don't have to, but I don't know. I'm just weird like that. I just plugged them anyways. Don't have to worry about it. I don't have water shooting up out of them or anything like that. But um, compared to some of the older models, I know in my pursuit, when I ran that same motor on the back of the pursuit, I had to have my scupper plugs in. Otherwise, I'd have water coming up. Yeah. With this new Unlimited, the way they design the bottom of the hull, you don't have to do that anymore. Um, and that's super cool. There is, um, there's a really cool video. I forget if it was Craig Dye or one of the other guys. They were fishing a river in their Unlimited. And this was like right when it came out. And there was like a little waterfall. And they nosed the boat into the waterfall. So the water was coming right over the nose of the boat into the deck it drained instantly they held the boat there it never filled up with water it drained instantly it was pretty cool and that was like pretty impressive to me i thought um you know and that was before i got mine when that video was released so if you go to new canoes page that was probably posted in like beginning of april middle end of march Mm -hmm. um but like that's a true testament to how fast that deck drains and that goes back to those drainage channels and the extra scupper plug or scupper holes in it. Um, But I guess long winded answer to your question, like I've never tripped on those or felt like I was going to trip or anything like that. They're not wide enough to do that. I don't think it may look like that, but when you actually stand in it and walk around, it's not an issue at all.
3: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find
2: your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: I'll trip over a fishing rod before I trip over that.
2: (laughs) Well, let's talk about, there was a couple things that you and I kind of discussed prior to starting the pod. And that was a couple issues with like some cracking and stuff in some certain parts you want to
1: elaborate on.
2: What you've seen and heard, because you're in probably the new canoe owner's group, I would assume.
1: Yeah. You've heard the
2: complaints.
1: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily cracking. Um, There was maybe six, seven boats out of the thousands that have already been made um, that had some soft spots on a couple of the diamonds of the deck. You know, like if you look across a deck, it's kind of like a, a diamond or like an arrowhead shape, right? Yeah,
2: and they're talking a about the the raised parts that create those. Yeah, channels. the
1: raised parts between the channels. There was a couple boats that had a couple soft spots in them. Um, this I believe was more than likely from from what I've heard. Um, was from um. There might not have been enough plastic in the mold when they went to mold the boat, uh, which was error at the factory. Um, But what I will say is every single one of those people that had issues had brand new boats sent to them with zero issues. Um, So that's the other thing, too, about new canoe, right? Like if there's an issue, they're quick to jump on the problem if you contact them. The issue was, like, a lot of guys got their boats. They had an issue, so they went on Facebook, and they were like, this thing's a piece of junk, and look at this, and this isn't right, and blah, 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 um, which, by any means, I'm not saying it was right. It it was clearly a defective boat. It's the same thing if you are in a are replaced. You know, it's with anything, uh, yeah. any good company, will stand by their product and replace it or fix fix the issue um so all those people got taken care of um you know that's one thing i would say to anybody out there if you ever have an issue with your boat of your accessories your electronics whatever reach out to that company all the companies in the industry are pretty awesome about customer service yeah. everybody knows that goes a long way um, and just reach out to them, tell them your issues, send them some photos, maybe some videos, and they'll take care of it. Um, yeah, and I'm going to
2: kind of elaborate on this because this has been an ongoing issue. And when you're part of Facebook and you're part of the owners groups, you see yeah. you see the stuff across the board on all the manufacturers, whether it's Jackson, Hobie, New Canoe, Old Town, whatever. All You guys are not – we're not going to get 100% perfection all the time. I mean, we all work jobs and nobody here, nobody can tell me that they are 100% awesome every single day and they do nothing wrong. Mistakes get made. So instead of getting on Facebook and having a bash session, you know, just reach out to your manufacturer, register the boat, nine times out of 10, you should have that boat registered as soon as you get it anyways, take your pictures explain the issues. You know, I had an issue with one of my Jackson seats where it tore where one of the straps were. And it was like three months into having it. And it could have been my fault too. I have no idea it, you know, from what I understood, it was just a week, probably a weak point in the stitching. And they sent me a whole brand new seat cover. And you know what? I never even used it. Never even used it, Brian. All I did was like, you you know, most of the beef, the good part was still there. Sure. And it never broke never broke. And so I sold the boat and I said, Hey dude, that seat cover still works good. If it ever breaks, here's a brand new one with it, you know, and they were quick about it. You guys also got to remember, especially this has been going on for over a year now, all these manufacturers are behind. They have been behind. So if you reach out to their customer service departments and you don't get a response within 24 or 48 hours, just have a follow-up email. Don't be yeah. nasty, dude. They're trying to get to it. I know Jackson. Yeah. I've been in the Jackson factory. There's not like a ton of like people working in the front office there. You know, it's right. like seven people and one's in accounting, one's in this, one's a customer service person. So, you know, they're probably dealing with hundreds of emails a day. Just just give them time. Relax, you know.
1: And that's that's one thing I'll say, too, like going back to what I started with. New Canoe is a very small company um nine times out of ten if you have an issue like that it's blake young the owner of the company replying to you and he's a very down-to-earth guy and he's like hey what happened send me some info let me talk to the factory let me see how fast i can get this rectified for you and get to a new boat or whatever it may be Um, you know the other the other thing that came up to was there was a couple of boats out there that had a little bit of pitting um or like off gassing is what it's called yeah um and it's when there's you know air trapped in the plastic as it's cooling down you know you get these little itty bitty like pin hole looking things it doesn't go all the way through the hull that plastic is super thick it's a cosmetic thing 80% 80% of the boats on the market all have it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's
2: you, the thing: if you right? look through your kayak, you look long enough, you'll probably find some. Like, well, this exactly. has been going on for a while.
1: I've seen it in every boat I've owned, dude. I've seen it in my Bonafide, I've seen it in Jackson's, I've seen it in Old Town's, see it in New Canoe. Like, it happens. There's no real good way to solve that. Um, But I guarantee you, they're looking for a way. Yeah. Um, I think the big reason why a lot of this came up is because they released the boat. Um, They said they wouldn't ship for about a month. Um, That did get pushed back two weeks because they found a couple issues with the mold with the first couple of boats they ran. And they sent the mold back to the guy that made it. They made those corrections to make good boats and it came back. So there's been this huge backlog. There's been this huge wait. Like I was one of the super fortunate ones that got my boat early.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, like Brad Hurlboss, I think he gets his boat next week. Um, David Brook gets his boat like two weeks or next week. Like there's guys that aren't going to get their boats till August. So I think what it is is, some of these folks have had a very long wait time to get their hands on their boat that they spent good hard earned money on and they get it and they just start going through with it. A fine tooth comb because they've waited so long and then they, they get upset because, Oh, I waited this long. And you know, they automatically think the boat's garbage when it's, it's not, it's, yeah. it's just a cosmetic defect. Um, the only ones that weren't cosmetic defects are the are like literally i think it was five or six out of literally three four thousand boats that were made something Mm -hmm. like that um that had that issue so it was probably some new guy on the third shift molding the boat that wasn't checking what he was doing and a couple bad ones went out the door yeah problem was rectified, corrected. So, but I mean, other than that, man, I mean, you know, just like I said, I will tell you, I will promise you. And if anybody ever proves me wrong, I will give them a hundred dollars. You have an issue with your boat and Blake Young doesn't take care of you. I will give you a hundred dollars out of my pocket and I'll give you control of the paddle and fin podcast. You don't want that but I'll give it to you, (laughs) but no, for real, man. Like, and and like I said, dude, it's not just him. It's any boat manufacturer out there, man. Like they will go the distance to make things right. Um, I mean every company that I've dealt with because obviously I've seen some things working at a kayak shop, man, like we've had seats come in broken, uh, handles missing, you know, seats missing, things like that. Yeah. You call them manufacturers.
2: Hardware falling out of the bags, you know. Yeah,
1: like. right, right. I've seen it all. Like, you call the manufacturer, They're like, I'm going to overnight this to you. Tell your customer they can come pick up the boat tomorrow. Yeah. Like, they care that much. They will pay the $60 to overnight you a $5 part. So that way your customer's happy. Yeah. Or you, the consumer, is happy. You know what I mean? So... It happens. Don't freak out. Just contact the powers that be, and they'll take care of you, man. Yep.
2: Well, dude, I think we'll wrap it up. I appreciate the time. Did you have anything else you wanted to add?
1: Uh, no, man. I mean, that's it. Like, if anybody's got any questions about the unlimited, uh, feel free to hit me up. If you're looking to like demo one, um, hit me up as well, or you can go to the New Canoe website. And you could see the team members that are on the on the new canoe team. And there's it's like a map. And there's little dots all over the place. And you click on that team member, and it'll show what boats they have available. And hit them up on social media, and uh, they'll, they'll set up a demo with you, man. That's what's cool about the new, new canoe team, guys. They have this really cool interactive map. You could see what team members are in your area. Hit them up. And see if they got an unlimited. And if they do, I'm telling you right now they'd be more than happy to uh, try it out. If you're in my area or going to be at one of, like, the trail stop events or something like that, um, feel free to hit me up as well. And uh, I'd love to have you try it, man. It's a super cool boat. I will say uh, ICAST is about a month away. Just be watching new canoe. (laughs)
2: uh i cast is so much fun to see what everybody's coming out with
1: i uh i will be there um i will be there tuesday wednesday thursday um so i'll have some some live stuff going up on the paddle and fin page uh from the show um but also on the new canoe page um i do a podcast over there every tuesday night um seven central eight eastern five o'clock on the west coast six o'clock in the mountains. Um, but uh, I'll be doing some live shows straight from the new canoe booth uh, there at ICAST. And then I'll also be walking around doing some some videos and stuff like that live on the pedal and fin page as well.
2: Awesome, man. Well, Brian, thanks for joining me, dude. I appreciate it. It's kind of last minute, but yeah, I know no we there coming up with some ideas. I'm like, we haven't talked about the Unlimited. And I was like, yeah. well, let me see if I reach out to Brian. You said, let's do this now. So Yeah, like you
1: said, Jay, Jay just showed up. He's up for the weekend. We're uh, we're gonna shoot some videos and uh stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I was like, Yeah, can you do it now? Like <laughs> so that way Sergeant Randall wasn't sitting around twiddling his thumbs. He uh he went downstairs, so I'm sure he's talking to the family. But uh um yeah, man, should be good. All right, man. Thanks everybody
2: for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.
1: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to Rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs shout out to Jigmaster's jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to you're listening to the waypoint podcast network brought to you in part by hunt stand the number one hunting and land management app.
3: When you go
2: out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts
0: could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know, right here at Hawks Cave.